Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. This is Tyler Schaff, and I'm your host today. Mike is flying the friendly skies once again, but you're here with me, and we're going to teach you how to create some passive income and achieve some financial freedom through real estate investing. Now, guys, this week, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of using a home equity loan to finance your real estate purchases. And you can also use this episode if you're thinking about using a home equity line to finance investments in general investments. Maybe you're going to play on Wall Street. I don't know. Maybe you're going to buy Bitcoin or something like that. Home equity loans can be a great way to tap into your equity to fund an investment. But I want to weigh some pros and cons before you guys jump in with both feet. This can either make or break you financially. So I want you to pay attention as we go through these. Now, first of all, let's talk about the pros. Some of the pros of using home equity is low interest rates. It's a fact. The interest rates right now are out of control. Uh, interest rates on home, home loan or home equity lines, generally speaking, I'm seeing are coming in quite a bit lower. In some cases, almost 2% or 3% lower than a traditional mortgage. So maybe if you have equity in a home, it makes sense to pull that equity out to do an investment deal. Ultimately, the decision's yours. But you got to ask yourself this. Number one, we're talking about tapping into the equity of your own residence. Well, for some people, there's no way they would do that. I'm one of those people. I'm not going to tap the equity of my residence because I could wind up being homeless if that doesn't work out. In other words, if I don't, for some reason, get into financial trouble and I can't make those mortgage payments, it puts my home, my personal home, in jeopardy. Now that said, if this is a, it's a home run deal and I feel that the deal is low risk or as low risk as possible and it's significantly lower cost to me to use home equity, then maybe it would make sense for you. You got to think about that. Now with, uh, home equity lines, there are some tax benefits. You know, if you tap into your home equity, there are generally, now I'm not a CPA. So I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I'm given tax advice, but my CPA tells me that generally speaking, most home equity loans are tax deductible. Well, if you can reduce your taxable income, that's not a bad thing, right? Before you go any further with that, though, make sure you sit down with your tax professional. Hopefully that's not you. Hopefully you've got somebody that's working for you that's looking out for your best interest and can give you some good solid advice when it comes to taxes. Now, flexibility. Home equity loans can be used for a variety of purposes including real estate investing. You can use the funds however you want. Maybe you've already bought a property using a mortgage and you're going to tap into your home equity to refire to cover the cost of repairs. Maybe you're going to use that to fund your building materials. Heck, maybe you're just going to use it to, to fix up your own house. Either way, you know, you need to look at it and ask yourself, number one, does the deal, is the deal that you're about to do, does it have the ability to afford those payments? That's an important question you got to ask. Can it cover the cost of borrowing? And if it can't, then you don't do it, right? The kind of the, the good news and the bad news about these home equity loans is they're e easy to qualify for. I mean, you already own the home. You've already closed on it. And they know that you're more likely to pay a loan that's on your private residence or leaned against your private residence than one that's not. So generally speaking, these are easier loans to get uh, as compared to conventional mortgages. That could also work against you. you. They may let you borrow money when you probably shouldn't be borrowing money. So keep that in mind, right? Um, but them knowing that your home is the collateral goes a long way. Back during the housing crash, when I was uh, back in 08, the, a lot of the defaulted loans were investor loans because investors had to choose. Well, I can do I have a place to lay my head at night or uh, would I rather just get rid of this rental property, let them take the rental property? 
Well, as you might imagine, a lot of people wound up choosing the rental property over, or wound up choosing their home over the rental property. That's why it became harder and harder to get loans on investment properties because of what happened during 2008, 2000, or 2006 through 2008 crash. Now, there's a couple of risks to think about when you guys are using home equity lines for anything. I don't care if you're playing Wall Street, some sort of cryptocurrency, financing a new business, buying a, a, a rental property or a flip. As I just talked about, risk of foreclosure, that is not something to mess with. They will not mess around. They don't care that you live there. They will foreclose and take your home if you file behind on payments. If you're going to do a flip, I strongly discourage you from using your home equity line to do that. You know, if you buy a rental property and you've got skin in the, and there's a, some meat on the bone, then you'll probably be okay. But you want to make sure that there's plenty of profit left at the end of the month to cover those rent payments. If there's not, don't do the deal. Don't say, well, I'll, it'll get better later. That's not how it works. Nobody really can predict the future here. We don't know what's going on in the economy. Nobody does. Everybody's taking stabs in the dark. Some people will be right. Other people will be wild. Other people will be wildly wrong. You got to keep that in mind. So when you're doing these deals before you get take on debt, you want to make sure that you are as safe as possible. After all, we're talking about where you live. This is your actual home. This is why I don't like using home equity lines myself. That's just Tyler and Jill do not do that. We want no part of it. Mike would tell you the same thing if he was here. He also would, does not want to use his home equity. It For us, it's just basically feels too risky. Now, the thing you have to think about, you could also lose the investment. You know, and if you lose the investment, let's say I had some people I talked to about, I think it was about two years ago. They were learning how to flip houses and they had a bunch of home equity. They had lived in the same home for about 25 years. They were five years from paying off their mortgage. My advice to them was just pay off your mortgage, leave your house alone, leave it free and clear. You'll have a better sleep at night knowing you don't have a mortgage payment and you'll never have to worry about where you're going to live next. Well, they didn't listen to me. In fact, they went ahead and borrowed a hundred percent of their home equity. Yep. And they went down to one of those rich dad type things. They dropped like, I don't know, it was like $80,000 in some guru boot camp. And they, for $80,000, they learned how to flip houses. Or I'm sorry, no, they learned how to wholesale houses. And then after the $80,000 boot camp, they wound up getting all kinds of fancy business tools that they claimed they needed, like they needed, you know, a dozen LLCs and a fancy logo and all this other crap. Well, in the end, they wound up getting so desperate to get a deal together, they bought a, they wound up, they didn't, they realized early on they didn't like wholesaling because they weren't liars. They just weren't good at lying. And I get it. That's why I don't do wholesaling because it's a lot of lying, a lot of deception. Anyway, they got in, they decided it would be better for them to flip houses. Well, they found a house, they overpaid for it, they used the rest of that money, what was left over, as a down payment, and then went into more debt by taking out a mortgage on the house. So they had, they already tapped their, all their home equity. They used that home equity, what was left of it after getting fleeced by the rich dad type play, uh, guru boot camps. They took the rest of their money that was left over, took themselves a vacation. Of course, you know, you got to take a vacation. You're all tuckered out from being stupid with your money. They took the rest of that money, used it as a down payment to make it easy to qualify on the mortgage that they bought for this big house in Florida that was way too big, like a big party house, and they were going to do it as an Airbnb, and God forbid they're going to make a gajillion dollars. Well, guess what? They wound up losing that house to foreclosure. They also lost their personal residence, so I shouldn't say they've lost it yet. They are in foreclosure on both houses, and guess who they call to come dig them out of the poo-poo? Me. And I had to say to them, it's like, guys, you paid a million dollars, a million dollars for a house that's worth 
And that's because you put $600,000 down. You got fleeced by the wholesaler big time. Uh, wholesaler, boy, just totally cleaned their clock. I can't fix that. There's nothing I can do. You need a real estate attorney. I wound up referring him to Sean yesterday. And matter of fact, I need to call Sean and see if, he, if they ever called him. And he goes, man, what a mess. So, guys, these are the things you got to think about. You know, for me, like I said, I wouldn't suggest doing it. But if, you know, maybe you're smarter than me, maybe you're less risk adverse than I am. But at my age, I am too old to be making careless mistakes with my money or with anybody else's money for that matter. Speaking of which, we've got a webinar coming up where we're talking about investing in assisted living homes. You can join us. We're going to be buying smaller assisted living homes, renovating them, and then leasing them out to uh, ALF operators. The beauty of that is we can sell these things off in a very short period of time, in two to three years, for a huge upside, not to mention make a nice, predictable stream of income while we own them. If you want to learn more about that, you go to cashflowguys.com forward slash webinar and get yourself registered. Until then, guys, I will catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashFlowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.